Welcome to the Vial Dawn Podcast for Tuesday, December 24th. S&P futures are trading um, up one to two points. Europe is mostly flat. Asia was a little bit more mixed. Uh, mainland China was an upside standout. Um, you know, so understandably, there's really not much to talk about. Uh, no major eco data out anywhere in the world, no major central bank comments, and no major earnings or pre-announcements. So, um, you know, very quiet. And, and I would anticipate the next one and a half weeks will kind of be the same. Um, keep in mind, the U.S. closes early today at one o'clock. That's U.S. equities. Um, and a few markets were closed in Europe today, including Germany. Um, so, yeah, as I said, really, you know, uh, very, very slow, quiet on the news front. Um, you know, you continue. There were a lot of articles overnight just talking about some of the Chinese initiatives on the stimulus front. So you had the comments out of uh, the premier yesterday morning about how they could ease triple uh, R's a little further going forward. Um, and there are also some signs um, at the margin of, of kind of data stabilization. So, you know, I don't think people should really be reading too much into the Chinese actions. Um, they've been they've been easing at the margin now for for you know over a year um, on both the fiscal and monetary front, but they continue to refrain from the types of um, you know 2008 shock and awe quote unquote um, types of stimulus actions. So they're they're you know they're proceeding at a relatively cautious pace. Um, they are trying not to fuel another, um, you know, surge in debt. Um, and I would, you know, I think the commentary that we've seen now over the last couple of days is is very much in line. So I don't think you're seeing really a, sh- a shift in kind of China's philosophy towards stimulus. Um, that being said, though, you sh- you know, it, it it should you should see some stabilization at least on the data front, just given um, you know these ongoing initiatives as well as this trade truce with the U.S. Um, but again, as far as kind of a sharp inflection higher in growth, um, you know, for China or the rest of the world, I just I I don't think that you are necessarily really going to see that. Um, a couple more articles talking about how, you know, again, China continues to um, accelerate its its kind of domestic tech initiatives as it as it looks to cut its dependency on foreign suppliers. Um, they are not being as vocal about it as they had been in the past, given that they don't want to incite. Um, Washington, but you know they very much are moving forward, especially on the semiconductor front. Um, you know to reduce the dependency on uh, on U.S. suppliers, just given some of the supply chain uncertainty. Um, another article talked about how China is also looking to build up its domestic broker industry, um, and and they are aiming to kind of combine some larger brokers to create a global giant that is capable of competing with the likes of Goldman Sachs. So they have very large banks that are increasingly becoming global. Um, but on the brokerage front, none of the domestic firms have really um, been able to kind of break out of the domestic Chinese market. And that's a priority for the Chinese government. Um, the, the new Boeing CEO was the subject of several articles this morning in pretty much every major US um, financial media outlet. Most of the tone was positive, talking about how he's a turnaround expert, and and this was an initiative aimed at improving relations, specifically with the FAA, where um, you know things had soured over the last couple of weeks, especially um, when the FAA came out re- very explicitly in the public and said, um, you know, this plane is not going to receive certification at least until um, February of next year, um, and so that was kind of the main impetus for the CEO shift. Um, you know, to improve ties with the FAA and have someone in place that would really focus on um, getting the 737 MAX back into service. Um, you know, so I think they're trying to put a positive spin on the news. Um, however, I think for at least, you know, Q4 and Q1, you're going to see some relatively ugly financials. So um, I don't think 
by any means, this is kind of the last piece of bad news that um, will come out of that company. Um, and that is, you know, relatively it. Like I said, nothing uh, on the calendar for today. You have a, an early close in the U.S. Um, and then there's really nothing on the calendar for the rest of this week either. Um, the same goes for next week, although you have a couple of items on um, on Tuesday morning. So New Year's Eve, you're going to get the China MBS PMIs for December and then next Friday, uh, January 3rd, you have the U.S. Manufacturing ISM, and you also have Fed Minutes next Friday afternoon at 2 p.m. Um, I sent around yesterday kind of a big fact sheet of, of a lot of um, just numbers, dates, and predictions for 2020. Um, so I sent that around 11 a.m. yesterday, and I put a link in today's Vital Dawn to it as well. So be sure to check that out. Um, and that is pretty much essentially it, I think. Um, you know, the really next big questions for this market are just seeing the kind of uh, the phase one specifics, the actual text of this deal that is due out in early January. And then, um, you know, the calendar Q4 earnings season, which kicks off on uh, January 14th. So that is it for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening.